Welcome to Kaiser Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Coble. And let's start things off with our local news. Events from last week, a little bit might pertain to this week, but here we go. So, the paper has added Billy Joe Schillenberg to the staff. Now, Billy Joe has lived in Kaiser for 33 years. She's going to bring to this paper 37 years of advertising experience, and then she's going to take on the responsibility of leading the paper's sell efforts. So she's got a big task ahead of her, but we have nothing but faith that Billy Joe is going to be able to pull this off and really bring a much needed and experienced staffer to that position. In the District 88 primary race between Hillebrand and Funkhauser, I know last week I said it was going to be Monday that it's going to be decided. I lied. It is still awaiting a final decision. Both counties finished their counts. Hillebrand now leads 803 to 799 over Funkhauser. But both candidates requested a recount to verify the votes and have posted the $300 bond in which to do so. Now, only nine districts included the 88th um, district in the vote. Both parties are Republican, so only the Republican ballots from those nine districts are going to need to be counted again. Unfortunately, they got to be counted by hand. We're hoping that it's going to be fast, but you never know. Of course, we don't really have to worry about the election until November, but hey, every day that these men do not know who the winner is, it puts them further behind in their raising of money and going out and marketing themselves to the West Virginia public as they try to win that office during the regular election. Now, something else that's occurred our Potomac Valley Hospital has now been certified as an acute stroke-ready hospital. How awesome is that? They're only the third hospital in our state to accomplish this certification. Now, how do you get this certification, you ask? Well, in order to receive it, Potomac Valley Hospital had to provide a dedicated stroke program along with qualified professionals trained in stroke care. They had to have 24-7 laboratory and rapid diagnostic testing, the ability to have telemedicine interactions with doctors that were at larger hospitals in case they needed to collaborate, and they needed an agreement for quick transfer of patients to these much larger hospitals if for some reason that would be needed. So they met all these requirements, and congratulations to all the staff that work at Potomac Valley Hospital, bringing us the best possible care in the greatest city in the state. Now, a local business, Mountain View Veterinarian Service, has been reported to be expanding to the old sewing factory that's located on Southern Drive. Now, most of you know Mountain View Veterinarian Service down at that last light as you're leaving town. It's not a huge facility, but they have made the most out of their time while they're there. They've just gotten to the point now where they got way too many clientele. They got too many animals they need to see, and they've just outgrown the facility. So once the renovations are done at the old sewing factory, they're going to be excited to be able to provide service 
of much larger animals to the facility. Currently, I'm assuming we're talking like horses and stuff like that. Currently, they're not able to fit those in there. So they have to leave the facility and actually go to where the animal's at in order to treat them. But with this new facility, that's not going to be the case. People are going to be able to bring their large animals in to be seen as well. It's going to have a larger square footage, which is going to allow them to accommodate overnight stays for the animals. A lot of times, you know it, I know it, you take your animal in. They got to do something you weren't really expecting, and they want to keep them overnight to monitor them and make sure everything's going accordingly. Well, once again, because of the growth, they needed more space, and that's what they're going to get there. The new facility is going to have multiple surgery rooms, which is going to allow them to see multiple animals at the same time, possibly working on two different animals going at the same time. Right now, they only have one. So that's going to speed up the ability to take care of these animals, our pets, and to provide them with great care in a more timely fashion. They're also supposed to have a dental suite. So all those mouth problems that your animals have, hopefully they'll be able to take care of that in their new shop. And they're also going to have advanced imaging and diagnostics along with an improved lab. So all around a fantastic veterinarian, uh, veterinary service building being done up in the city of Kaiser, a local business that's growing. It's always a great thing to see. Now, also in local news, the West Virginia Fit Plus Active Schools face-off took place and our Kaiser Middle School team, that's right, the Kaiser Middle School team took first place in this competition. Congratulations to each one of the middle school students on this great accomplishment. I encourage you, keep up that great work. Carry that productivity and the, the greatness with you as you go on into high school. Let's continue to elevate our local high school to a higher level. But we are very proud of the effort that y'all put in and you earned that first place victory. Hold those heads high. The Aubrey Stewart Project recognized the 2022 scholarship winners for this year. The recipients were Alex Stanislausik and Avery Smith. Now, the Aubrey Stewart Project focuses on students who are selfless and dedicated to the service of others. This was the 11th year of this award. Now, not only does the project, the Aubrey Stewart Project, keep the legacy of the great works and selfless life of Mr. Aubrey alive, but it also celebrates the great achievements of Sue Ellen Clay, Clifton Brooks, and Ida Ruth Price Gulliver. So what a great honor for those two young people to have been awarded such a distinguished scholarship. Now in state news, former West Virginia, I guess this is really state news, this is probably more national news, but I'm throwing it into state news. Former West Virginia University assistant Calvin McGee has died this past week. He had suffered from a heart attack earlier in the week, and unfortunately, he just wasn't able to recover from that. Our prayers go out to his family during their time of loss. I love Calvin. When Rich Rod left, when he bailed on us, Calvin McGee was the man that I personally had wanted to see take 
the reins of our program. But that was just me. Do I think they did a bad job when they went through? I don't. But I wanted to see Calvin McGee because he was running the offense and he was like magic. The fact that the man stuck around and asked if he could continue to coach the kids in their bowl game after being told he was going to be offered a job somewhere else, it spoke wonders. And the fact that the guys rallied around him and everything ran so smooth along with Coach Stu, it just it was a wonderful thing. Like I said, that was a tremendous coach that has been lost now. In other news, our state senator, Joe Manchin, continues to find himself stuck between a rock and a hard place when it comes to clean energy pushes in our country. Now, I understand we're the state of West Virginia. I know our history. But it seems that no answer is going to be a good answer for Joe Manchin. With a lot of his own personal wealth tied up into the coal mines, and the fact that so many... So many of the people who vote him into office are workers in the coal mine that are making their living that way. Let's face it, it would be absolute political suicide for him to vote in favor of eliminating coal production and go clean energy. At the same time, he continues to take a lot of heat from his party for not jumping on board with Biden's green energy plan. And we know, we all know how productive a senator can be once they are shunned by their own party. You need support from other congressional members in order to get anything accomplished. He just can't win. On top of that, he's constantly being bombarded by protesters at his house, and he's got picket lines set up at the mines that are associated with him and his family. Uh, So these environmental tree huggers are like standing there yelling and screaming holding their signs. So if you jump completely on board with the green energy deal, you damage thousands of lives that have been dedicated for so long to providing energy to this nation. And if you don't, well, then you run the risk, supposedly, of damaging more in the future. So all I can say on that ordeal is, I am glad I am not in his shoes. Now, coming up in November, West Virginians, listen and listen close. We're going to have the opportunity to amend the West Virginia Constitution with several amendments. I want you to go ahead and be thinking about this. I want you to go ahead and be researching this. Stop listening to the TVs. Stop listening to Facebook. Go ahead, grab a hold of this information, and do your research because this stuff's important. The First Amendment that's going to be put out there for vote would give the West Virginia legislator authority over the State Board of Education. I don't care how you feel about it. This is a big deal. You need to understand what that means. Now, the Second Amendment would allow churches to incorporate. Once again, I don't even understand that one, but I'm going to be researching it to see what the pros and cons of that actually is. I mean, as far as I've known, we've always talked about keeping church and state separate. If you incorporate, and if that's meaning they're becoming a business, well, then you're not separate. You're the same. Now, a third amendment is going to prevent state courts from rule during impeachment proceedings. 
And lastly, there is an amendment of a law that would eliminate property taxes on machinery, equipment, and inventory. Once again, look it up. Do your research. Do not assume anything. I know I got to do my research. There's a lot of information on this stuff. I could assume that I know what it means, but that would be a bad move on my part, and it would be a bad move on yours to vote based off of what other people are telling us. Let's do the research and get the information for ourselves. So make sure that you do that by November and show up and vote in November for, one, who you want to be in office making rules and regulations and speaking on your behalf. I hope we have a much greater turnout than what we had in the primaries. And two, let's tell them what we think. This is our chance to decide on amendments and laws and not leave it to someone else. We, the people, have a great opportunity here, and I think we should grab hold of it and we should run with it. Show that we care enough to vote and make a decision. Now, West Virginia will also be receiving $27 million in federal front in federal funds for abandoned coal mine cleanup. Now, this money is supposed to be used to bring former mine sites back to a point where they can be productively used again. Now, here's the thing. They said $27 million has been awarded, but there's no exact location of where the, this money is going to be used. No location on where it's going or what improvements are going to be done that justifies $27 million. I, for one, am hoping it's not just going in to the big donors' pockets because we all know the mines, well, they donate a lot of money in our state to have things go their way. So let's hope that it is actually productive for once. Now, let's go ahead and let's look at our local incorrect weather forecast because it is back by popular demand. So our forecast for today is a high of 74, a low of 54. There is a 25% chance of rain, 25% chance of sun, 25% chance of wind, and 25% chance of snow. On Tuesday, the high is going to only be 69 degrees and a low 53. They're saying there's a 20% chance of rain and an 80% chance that there will be no rain. On Wednesday, the high is supposed to be 72, low of 59. This time, we're talking a 40-60 split. 40% chance of rain, 60% chance it's going to be something else. Now, on Thursday, the high is supposed to be 84 with a low of 58. And this time, they're telling us it's just supposed to rain. 90% chance only a 10% chance of anything else. Now, Friday, we're back to the end of the week. High of 74, low of 55. 84% chance of rain for vocational graduation. You might want to bring an umbrella or raincoat or at least be super fast as you run across the parking lot to get inside. But once again, what's that leave us? 
It leaves us a 16% chance, right? 16% chance there will be no rain. And then Saturday, the day that we all love. High of 81, low of 54, and only a 17% chance of rain. So, that's an 83% chance of having something good happen. So, we're going to hold on to that right now, and we hope that this incorrect weather forecast brought to you by Brandon Coble is completely off, and we hope there is no rain for this week, because I, for one, I'm already starting to get tired of mowing my grass. The quote of the week for this podcast episode, when you talk, you're only repeating something you know, but when you listen, you may learn something new. Now, that was stated by the great Dalai Lama. And very wise words, but you can tell this is an old quote, because nowadays, if Dalai Lama was alive now, he would clearly know that just because somebody's talking doesn't mean they're repeating something that they know. Basically, nowadays, if they're talking, they're repeating what they saw on Facebook. They have no clue about whether it's fact or fiction, but it's just what they read. Our joke of the week, how do you make a tissue dance? The answer, you put a little boogie in it. Yeah, I thought that was better than what the last couple have been. Still not great, but hey, people, I'm working on it. Our fact of the week is just like zebras, no two tigers have the exact same stripes. How about we go ahead and take a look at Kaiser High School sports from this past week and news. A new head basketball coach has been named for the boys' varsity basketball team, and congratulations goes out to Scott Fury on his selection. He's going to throw another hat on and continue, no matter what, he's going to continue to feed into your young people's lives. That man deserves a round of applause. Now, in softball, Our Lady Tornadoes, they lost. They lost in a double elimination regional play against Oakland last week. 6-3 was the score of the first game, and 10-2 was the final of the second game. I know, and everybody around the program knows, this was not where these ladies wanted their journey to end. But I hope each and every one of them continues to hold their head high Because these ladies produced an absolutely fabulous season and gave us a lot of great memories. So once again, if if there's any ladies softball players out there listening, I just want to remind you that you all make us so proud as Kaiser alum. And y'all have represented us very, very well. Now on the baseball side of things, the men played a game against Martinsburg on Thursday they would lose that one, 8-3. to three. Now the goof-off games are done. They're going to go into regional play, and they're going to face off against Fairmont Senior today at 5 p.m. at the Kaiser High School. If you get a chance, I'm begging you, go down and root them on. Let's cheer for them. Let's show up and show out. Let's hope that they can pull this one off and have a continuation of the season. On Tuesday, they're going to travel to the Mary Lou Retton Park for Game 2. And then if needed, if a Game 3 is needed, it is going to be back at home in Kaiser on Wednesday. So good luck, men. 
We're praying for your safety and your health and well-being, praying for safe travels on Tuesday, and just know that we're going to be cheering from the hillside and from our fold-out chairs, and some people are going to be cheering from home. But we wish you guys all the best of luck, and we hope that you're able to continue this journey. In track and field, the men and women's team went and competed in the state track meet this past week. Listen, all the athletes accomplished a great feat just in getting to this stage of competition, and we're very proud of them. The boys' team, they would end up finishing fourth place overall. The girls' team would go out and show the best that they could, and we, we're very proud of you. And we hope that any of the underclassmen that ran this year, we hope you'll be back next year. We look forward to watching you run next year. And beg and plead with your friends to get their tail ends out there on that track. I want to see that girls track team back to where it was. So meddling at the state track meet. In the 400 meter, Seth Ernest places third and Jack Stanislausik takes fifth place. In the 110-meter hurdles, Lonnie Pridemore would grab fourth place. In the 4x100-meter relay, the team of Anderson, Mealy, Lawrence, and Stanislausik took sixth place. In the 4x200-meter relay, Anderson, Mealy, Lawrence, and Stanislausik again take fifth place. In the 4x400-meter, the team of Stanislausik, Boggs, Parks, and Ernest takes fifth place. In the shot put, after... I guess what you could call a disappointing showing in regional, which I don't really know how second place could really be a disappointment. But I guess for Gabe Ryan, that second place finish didn't sit very well with him because, ladies and gentlemen, he is the state champion shot put thrower. Gabe Ryan grabbing first place in the shot put. Congratulations, Gabe. Great job. The young man finishes first in every meet but one and then that place he took second the kid that took first had to throw a personal best just to edge him out in the high jump harris boggs would grab third place people that's absolutely fantastic congratulations to each and every one of those young men went out and competed for the ones that didn't medal i pray and i hope that you get another opportunity next year And I look forward to seeing the men's track team continue their strong run of showing up and showing out and representing the black and gold. Now for Potomac State College sports, there's not a lot left. We have softball still going on. Our Lady Catamounts are going to play Tuesday at 1 p.m. against Des Moines Area Community College in the 2022 NJCAA softball tournament in Oxford, Alabama. Congratulations to head coach Craig Rotruck on being the first head coach to lead both a baseball and softball team to the NJCAA championship tournament. And I look forward to seeing you be the first coach to win baseball and softball championships. Events around our area. On 5:23, I had absolutely nothing for today. I looked, I looked, I could not find anything. I apologize to you people. On the 24th, which would be Tuesday, they're going to have the paint and sip 
with Lens Art Studios starting at 6 p.m. at the North Branch Brewing Company located at 101 Armstrong Street, Kaiser, West Virginia. Lynn's going to be leading the class. The tickets are $42 plus taxes and fees. Your ticket is going to get you one beverage, one pizza or appetizer, and all the supplies that are needed for the art project. Now, for the paint and sip, tickets have to be purchased in advance. All ages are welcome. I am still assuming you can contact Lynn's Art Studio and get your tickets. It's possible that the North Branch Brewing Company might be able to provide the information or have tickets themselves, but you'll just have to call and find out. Also, going on at the same time, the exact same time, at the North Branch Brewing Company, so the same place, they're having a succulent plant and sip. No reservations for this craft project. It will be first come, first serve. Appetizers and pizzas will be available at the bar along with drinks. And what they're going to do is they're going to have a variety of planners ranging from $8 to $25 for these planners. And it's going to come with your plant, your soil, your rocks, and your label. So come on out. they got a lot of stuff going down there. North Branch Brewing Company really doing their part to offer the people of Kaiser something to do and give you somewhere to go. So get your butts down there at 101 Armstrong Street, Kaiser, West Virginia. And let's help a local business out. Now, in downtown Cumberland on the 24th, in the historic district, Delville Second Line Pub March uh, is going to be going on. Event is going to begin at 4.30 p.m. at the Veterans Park on Center Street. The musical march is going to hit five Cumberland pubs. That is Mezzo's, Niners, City Lights, Baltimore Street Cafe, and Corner Cafe and Tavern. At the conclusion of the march... There's going to be a free outdoor concert by none other than the Davison Brothers Band. They're going to be doing this on a closed section of Hanover Street. So, worst case scenario, you had a bad day, head down to downtown Cumberland and their historic district and join the march. Listen to the music, have a couple drinks, and relieve some of that stress. Now, on Thursday the 26th through the 29th, Delfest is... 2022 is going to be going down at the Allegheny County Fairgrounds. They're going to, of course, have food, music, and fun. You'll have to check out the Delfest website or probably the Allegheny County website to find out what all is going on and when because I wasn't going through all that trouble. The Embassy Theater on that same day, which would be the 26th, will be hosting the performance of Over the River and Through the Woods by Joe DiPietro. I'm assuming that's how it goes. You can probably buy your tickets there at the Embassy Theater, or you can go online and purchase them before you arrive. On Friday, May 27th at 6 p.m. is open mic at the River House. So all you people that like to read or do poetry or just learn whether you can sing in front of a crowd or not, this is a great place for you. Participants can sign up for 15-minute blocks upon arrival, Food and drinks will be available for purchase. Now, also on the 27th, Handful will be performing at Mezzo's starting at 8.30 p.m. On Saturday, March 28th, starting at 9 p.m., Undercover will perform at the Honey Honey Bar. And then on Sunday the 29th, 
ROA will be performing at the Honey Honey Bar starting at 1 p.m. So it seems like the Honey Honey Bar's always got something going on. With that being said, folks, this is the end of this episode. I appreciate you tuning in to listening to your Kaiser Weekly Podcast. And I hope that you've enjoyed it. Remember, we function a lot like public broadcasting does. Donation only. I'm, we're not charging. We're not doing But we would love to upgrade some of the things we have. The only way we're going to be able to pull that off is with generous donations from listeners like you. Now, as far as the Business Insider, hopefully we'll have that this coming week. As I'm trying to do that about bi-weekly, I'm also looking at getting a couple other things added to our podcast uh, to really bring more information to you great kaiser rights i appreciate you i love you people take care and i will talk to you next week <laughs>